This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. We talk a lot about upside. Today, we're going to give you league winners in every round. And I'll give you a winner right now, the Sonos Arc. Today's episode is sponsored by Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Stay tuned for additional details about Sonos Arc later in today's show. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Jamie Eisenberg. Uh, Jamie, have you seen the movie Arachnophobia lately? <laughs> Not lately, but it is a great movie. <laughs> he lived it during the show today. You know, I was watching this video that Jamie tweeted. It said, a visitor uh, was on our CBS Sports HQ set, and you're looking down at your... And I had no audio uh, at the time. And you're looking down like, at your ankles. Dave's looking. I was like, did he bring his kid to the show? And, like his kid's running on set or something? Tell us what happened. It was pretty funny. Uh, so the show started, we're probably about like, I don't know, two minutes in. And, um, as you see the video here, if you're watching on YouTube and again, like you said, Adam, I, I tweeted it out. Uh, so I, I look and the way you, you see where I'm sitting. So I have to look to my right at the camera, both cameras that we use, uh, at least that I use are to my right. And so I look down to my right, like right on the edge of the desk <laughs> is a spider. And it was a big spider. It wasn't like a little tiny thing. It was big, like orangish orange-ish kind of spider. I'd never seen something like that before. And uh, so I kind of like nudged it with uh, the papers that are on the desk, hoping that it would just, you know, crawl away. Well, it didn't. It crawled around the side of the desk and like right into my lap, essentially. Oh, whoa. And um, not, it didn't get on me, but it was like on the edge of the desk. You see the desk is kind of circular. So like I'm trying to obviously maintain being a, a professional. And, and I was hoping what actually would happen is that I can get them the topic and they usually go off off me on 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 the show yeah. and Dave or Heath are talking <clears throat> Dave or Heath are talking and uh it just goes like right in front of my belly button you know so at that point I was like I, I couldn't I couldn't avoid it <laughs> you know so um thankfully uh Dave and, and Heath were able to handle themselves uh with talking about Cam Newton I was ready to jump into action and smash that thing with my fist well, <laughs> so no the, leave it the, alone the unfortunate thing um was we were supposed to talk about so Cam uh, we we recorded that 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 show was airing live on uh, Monday uh, Cam has the, the the COVID situation we were supposed to talk about that at the at that time I as, as you hear me say at the end of the clip uh, Cam's in the middle of a strange situation um, then I have the producer telling me yeah you never brought up Cam well <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> yeah. the reason why Jamie was in a strange Jamie situation was in a strange situation yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Dave. You, oh, did you ever, did you clean up the mess or is the spider still here? Uh, there's still spider guts all over the floor. Oh, man. All right. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen again. It was a very funny video. And uh, the has this is a hazardous job, people. Don't don't be fooled, okay? Um, I sent it to a bunch of buddies and they're, they're killing me for it. All right, before we get into uh, the league winners in every round, let's go through the news and notes quickly here. You can tell me if I'm missing anything. Uh, Carson Wentz, not only is Carson Wentz back at practice, but also either today or this week, two starting offensive linemen for the Colts, Quinton Nelson, the All-Pro, Ryan Kelly, another great player on the interior there, the center, expected back this week. So good injury news for the Colts. There's literally something like, there's something on the ground there for sure. <laughs> it's it's a war zone underneath Jamie's okay. desk. Oh, that's still. Uh, Green Bay pass rusher Zadarius Smith may miss week one with a back injury. 
See, I live now in a very buggy area, so we like the spiders because they get the bugs. So I'm pro spider now. Like little ones. I don't know about the one that tormented Jamie today. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, a giant tarantula, <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't the run-of-the-mill typical little baby spider. For the record, I don't think Heath or I saw this. I know I didn't see the spider. So what I'm hoping is actually, um, <laughs> so we had a photographer in the studio uh, doing some promo shoots for uh, our Amazon channel, I guess. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, and he was, he was recording it laughing his his behind off as uh, as I'm squirming around because he could see me the entire time. Like, and he saw the spider. So I hope he has it on camera. Okay. I hope so too, for your sake. Uh, yeah, this is what ESPN's Jordan Renan, Giants beat writer, wrote about Devontae Booker. Only relevant if you're looking to handcuff Saquon Barkley. Booker, he's going to be the top option on all three downs if Barkley gets injured at any point or isn't ready for the start of the season or even when he's limited early in this season. So if you're going zero RB, nobody's really drafting Devontae Booker. A you know, few people, I would say. He might he might be a week one starter against the Broncos. We hope not, but maybe he is more of a true handcuff uh, than, than at least I thought. Uh, what I read yesterday was that um, if Barkley is not there, Booker will be the first and second down guy. Corey Clement will be the passing downs guy, and it will be a, a shared situation. Really? Yeah. Corey Clement is the passing. That's interesting. But okay, different different views there. Uh, well, but there's talk that Saquon's going to practice. They've got this joint yeah. practice this week. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Stop being Debbie Downer, Adam. No, yeah. I, it's actually, it was more of a handcuff item, uh, you know, because I, I had my doubts about whether Booker would really be a good handcuff anyway if Barkley got hurt. Cam Newton will miss three days of practice due to a, at least three days, I think, uh, due to a mistake with the COVID protocols. Bill Belichick also did not rule out using both quarterbacks in a platoon, which would be That'd weird. Be smart. Hunter Henry's still not fully healthy. He's kind of practicing. Jonu Smith returned to practice today. How about this report from The Athletic that Jamar Chase could lose snaps to Auden Tate in the regular season? Unbelievable. Jamie, Jamie this one's all you, man. Uh, well, I mean, you know, Jamar Chase is uh, somebody that you got to be a little bit concerned about where he was going. And, you know, when you're looking at him by comparison to T. Higgins and, and even Tyler Boyd in PPR, uh, you can make a case that, one is better than the next, you know, depending on who you ask and what the argument is. I was already, you know, getting close to moving T. Higgins over uh, Chase. Sportsline's projections already have Higgins over Chase. Um, so it, it, it's kind of easy to, you know, look at it from the short term versus the long term. You know, the, the short term Higgins may have a better start. Long term, hopefully Chase is better. But uh, it may take him some time to catch up to speed after not playing football since 2019. And so uh, this isn't a runaway from Jamar Chase. This is a stupid story, um, you know, if, if it unfolds and, if you're the Bengals, how dumb could you possibly be if you passed on Panay Sewell to draft Jamar Chase and he's maybe this bad? Uh, but I don't think he's going to be this bad. I think he's going to be a superstar still. And you should be trying to acquire Jamar Chase in trade if people are panicking over him. Uh, he's still a round five pick, but um, again, Higgins it, it has a chance to be the better receiver already. Okay, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Let's talk about them. Julio Jones not practicing. A.J. Brown expected to be ready for week one. He's not. He, I think he's warming up and then going into the locker room, something like that. But, uh, Dave, you mentioned actually on Fantasy Football Today in 5 that Julio Jones is a bit of a rankings follower for you just because he's, he's not on the field. Hasn't practiced in August. Uh, maybe he practiced on August 1st. I, I don't have that specifically, but really he hasn't practiced in a while. We know what his upside is. And we remember his downside when he's just not on the field. You can't start him. He sits on your bench. He's a pretty little ornament. It's annoying. 
And this is the time of year where he needs to really be developing that chemistry and that timing with Ryan Tannehill. It's not happening. And so I, I said on our show today, on, on the live show at noon, that I, I wouldn't take him until round four. And then I was told his ADP is round five. So if you can get him in round five, I think you're not risking a whole lot. You should have four better players on your team. I'm okay if it's late round four on Julio Jones. We know exactly what the upside is. I don't think he's going to get the same type of coverage in Tennessee that he got in Atlanta. And I think he's when he's healthy, he's just as good of a football player now as he was as recently as last year. Okay, and then we'll finish up the news and notes with... If he's in round five, that's a league winner in round five. Clyde edwards Elair doing well, according to Andy Reid. And Jets with another bad injury on defense. Already Carl Lawson out for the year, and now linebacker Jared Davis out about two months with an ankle injury. Disappointing. You should draft Christian McCaffrey. He plays the Jets in week one. (laughs) Okay, so now... It is time for our Sono segment. We are raising the bar, looking at players who have the potential to raise their game to the next level. This is presented by Sonos. And these are league winners in every round. We are going to skip the first two rounds. We're going to use average draft position on CBS and start with pick 25. This is going to, we're going to do 12-team league, 25 to 36 here. Uh, before, we, before you give me your player who could raise their game to the next level, I'm going to give you this little statistic here. And, and the reason for this is run, there are a lot more running backs that go in the first two rounds than wide receivers. So when you compare running backs and receivers, you are deeper into the running back pool than the wide receiver pool. Having said that, and I gave this on the uh, running back preview, but I'll say it again. Over the last two seasons, there have been five running backs drafted in rounds three or four that finished in the top 16 at their position. Only five in rounds three and four that finished top 16. All of those running backs happen to finish top 12, but they were the only five who finished top 16. Whereas at wide receiver, there were 17 wide receivers drafted in rounds three and four that finished in the top 16 at their position, and 11 of them finished top 12. So you will get better, likely get better value at wide receiver than running back in rounds three and four. But as I mentioned, that's largely because a lot more running backs are already off the board. Okay, here we go. Round three is Jefferson Waller. A.J. Brown, don't even say that they could be league winners. They obviously can be league winners. Uh, I'm going to make it a little harder on you guys. J.K. Dobbins, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Swift, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, Aaron Rodgers, and Allen, Ro- and Allen Robinson. So, again... Presented by Sonos, raising the bar. Who could take their game to the next level? If we don't count Jefferson, Waller, and and A.J. Brown, we're looking at Dobbins, Keenan Allen, and Swift, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, Aaron Rodgers, and Allen Robinson. Dave, you got a league winner in there? I'm really tempted to say Dobbins. And I know that this is coming Uh off of a game where Gus Edwards in the preseason had more touches than Dobbins, but I love the talent. And I know that the opportunity is something at the beginning of the year that doesn't seem like it almost seems unfair that he might be in like a 55 45 split with Edwards and that Lamar Jackson is going to cut in there as well because he gets a lot of rushing, but they've talked him up all summer. They have mentioned, well, maybe we get him involved in the passing game. Maybe they do the right thing here especially with the receiving core so beat up and they lean on their ground game and they lean on Dobbins because he's the better of the two. I know that Edwards is good. I'm not saying he's not, 
but he's somebody who I think could end up taking that step this year. They were already trending in that direction because he was getting short yardage goal line work toward the end of last season. He was five for five on goal to go carries from five yards or closer. I think Gus had one such carry something in like the last half of the season. So I, I know he's a little touchdown dependent. I know that you can't quite see the receptions being there for him because he didn't do it last year. I'm not saying that you can guarantee, I'm not guaranteeing that that's going to happen, but I think as far as running backs in this range, that have the chance to get you close to 1,500 total yards and 10 touchdowns. I think he's got it in him. It's just a matter of him getting that opportunity too. And I think that if the Ravens are smart, and they usually are, they will find a way to get him the football a little bit more than they did last year. Jamie, a league winner in round three? I mean, any of the receivers. You know, you just look at what they're going to do. Clearly the quarterbacks as well. But, um, you know, Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson, you know what they're capable of doing in PPR. You know, they're, they're 100 catch potential. Uh, if the touchdowns can rise for both of them, and I, I think it certainly can for Robinson. Uh, for Allen, it's probably a little tricky just because, you know, it's been so many years of uh, exceptional targets, target share, and just not being a, a huge touchdown producer. But, you know, both guys are just amazing. You know, so uh, both both have top five potential at their position. Uh, yeah, maybe a better question is who is not a league winner in in this round? Obviously, Jeff. All the running backs, because you know what the flaws are. <clears throat> but you don't think Dobbins? Okay, so it's oh, the only running backs are Dobbins, Swift, David Montgomery, and Chris Carson. Yeah, I mean, look, Montgomery was a league winner last year, so it's hard to say that he can't do it again. Um, Dave gave you the reason for Dobbins doing it, and it probably is more so a Gus Edwards injury that's going to help him get to that level if that's going to be the case. Swift, you saw the upside for him as well in his rookie season, you know, with the uh, famous six-game stretch. And if there's no Jamal Williams for any extended period of time and he takes that step forward, then he could certainly be in that category also. Carson's probably the tougher one to, to get there because, you know, if they're going to go away from the run, as much as he may be uh, a little bit more of a factor in the passing game, I just don't see him being a league-winning type of running back. He's, as, as we've said time and time again, he's the type of player that you settle for in this range. He's still very good, mm -hmm. but he's not somebody I think that you're looking at and saying – this is my lead running back to carry my fantasy team, unless you go zero RB to whatever extent you know you're going. Do you think that David Montgomery has <clears throat> huge upside? And look, I, the guy he finished as a top five running back last year. Uh, it was really on the strength of his last six games. But but like, do you think he has the potential to to be really awesome from start to finish? I'm really excited about what I saw from Justin Fields, and I think if Fields plays the majority of the games for Chicago this year. It'll benefit both Bears in this range. Uh, Montgomery should see heightened efficiency with Fields there because Fields threatens to run the ball. And Robinson will see better targets from Fields, who was making play. He was throwing well on the run, in the pocket. Um, just very savvy. He doesn't seem like a rookie at all. Like You watch Trey Lance play, and you kind of get the feeling, all right, this is Trey Lance's rookie year. He's making rookie mistakes. He's a little off target. I think Fields, there were a couple throws that Fields made in the second preseason game that were bad, but he looks like a guy that's been in the league for three years already. So I think he would absolutely help both. I look at the other running backs in Chicago. Uh, Damian Williams took a step backward last week. He fumbled. We don't know when Tariq Cohen's coming back. There's no timetable for him to come back. There is a real opportunity for David Montgomery to play 70-plus percent of the snaps immediately. Uh, I wish the offensive line was a little bit better, and I wish they were starting Justin Fields in week one but I think that he absolutely has a chance to, to rise up there. And as I've said before, I'm comfortable taking him in late round two at this point. If I really want a running back and there's a running back run in round two, 
and the best available guy is him, I'm taking him in late round two. I'd prefer round three, of course. I prefer round eight, but I'm not going to find him in round eight. So I think I think his ADP at 37 is perfect uh, because, <clears throat> as Dave said, we don't know when Tariq Cohen's coming back. Unless Tariq Cohen's out for the season, he's going to have some semblance of a role. And there will be probably the chance for Damian Williams to have some semblance of a role. So Montgomery can get off to a great start. He's going to be their lead running back. This isn't Tariq Cohen is going to take David Montgomery off the field for significant stretches anymore. He's clearly going to get the opportunity, I think, for 300 total touches. I don't know if it'll be 300 total carries, but 300 total touches. He's fantastic. But I think, again, if you're drafting him in round two, you're drafting him with the hope that Tariq Cohen is going away forever because that's what we saw last year to return value on that. Tariq Cohen is not going away forever as of now, so you just have to keep that in mind. So... This is David Montgomery we're talking about here. Also, you know, I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago that he's not a, a fast guy, but he's a good tackle breaker, but doesn't have like high-end speed. Well, apparently he's gotten faster. It's something that he's worked on, and I guess that could happen. <clears throat> um, I don't know if he's going to be a blazer, but th- that's important. If he I, lost th- weight, it could happen. Yeah, and, and so hopefully he, he can have a little bit more breakaway potential. Um, I, convince me that we shouldn't be taking Montgomery ahead of every year two running back except for Jonathan Taylor. You know, I mean, at this point, are you still taking Clyde Edwards, Elair, Swift? Are you taking Dobbins? And I mean, no, you're going to take Gibson ahead of him, but I guess why? Why should, I understand Taylor, but why should Montgomery not go ahead of every other year two running back? I would, I would just expect that Gibson has just as much touchdown potential should be more involved in the passing game again with Tariq Cohen at some point coming back. And I just think he's got a little bit more upside personally. Um, Montgomery really benefited from that schedule last year. His offensive line got, you know, slightly downgraded. Um, Gibson's offensive line got better. Edwards Alaire is, is, is the obvious talking point um, in comparing these two. And I think Dave and I probably differ on this is that I would buy into the chiefs offense. I would buy into the chiefs offensive line. I would buy into Andy Reed. Um, all three of those factors are, are big for me in looking at what Edward Teller should be able to do. And also competition. As much as I like Daryl Williams, I don't think he's a great game breaker. I think Edward Teller is a game breaker. I don't think McKinnon is, is a guy that's going to take him off the field on rushing downs. He may take him off the field on passing downs. But then that's where Tariq Cohen comes in eventually for, for D- David Montgomery as well. So if, as long as you tell me Edward Teller's ankle's fine, I'll take him over Montgomery. I, I think Gibson and Montgomery have similar touchdown potential. I think Gibson has a little bit more total yardage potential. I think he's got a little bit more reception potential. And I think his offensive line is better. I think the defense in Washington is better than the defense in Chicago by a lot. And I think the schedule for Washington will end up favoring Gibson as well. So I think there will end up being more opportunity for Gibson to shine than there will be for Montgomery. Okay, but because, that's because the only one. McKissick Those is are the going only to two second-year running backs I have ranked ahead of Montgomery. Okay, McKissick is going to take Gibson off the field a little bit too. But as we saw in this preseason game, week two, you don't need like running backs can certainly catch passes on first and second down. Week one too, and they yep. will, right, and they will use Gibson in the passing game. That's He's so smart. good in yeah. space. <clears throat> but again, you know, again, Gibson, the ESPN reporter, they write a little blurb after each game saying, you know, he's. He had a couple of short yardage situations. He couldn't pick it up. And again, it just seems like he's kind of learning how to use his body as a running back. All right, here we go into round four. And again, this is just CBS ADP. You know, obviously, in our leagues, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, we're not taking them in round three, but people are. So into round four, Terry McLaurin, 37th overall. Josh Jacobs, Justin Herbert, CeeDee Lamb, Robert Woods, Miles Sanders, Cooper Cup, 
Travis Etienne, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Russell Wilson, and Daryl Henderson. So 12 names there are McLaurin, Jacobs, Herbert, Lamb, Woods, Miles Sanders, Cup, Etienne, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Russell Wilson, and Daryl Henderson. Jamie League winners? McLaurin for sure. Lamb, I believe so. Woods, I think so. And that's probably it, aside from the quarterbacks. Okay, so that would be Lamb. So not the running backs, not Jacobs, San, no. Miles Sanders, Etienne, and, no. and no, Henderson. No, not barring uh, some I feel dramatic like, changes in what we're seeing right now. I feel like those running backs are getting drafted because they were popular last year, and Etienne was popular because he was a first-round pick. The only one that, that could is Henderson because of the offense he plays and in the role that he has now. But he's going to have to be much better than he was a year ago. You don't think ETN, he's, he's my favorite of this group by far. What about ETN? I I don't think he can be a week one league winner, but you know the possibility that he just is better. He's just too good, and they have to start giving him rushing work. And you know, you know, he just takes over. Yeah, that's what you know. Pete Prisco said when he was in Jacksonville that you know he was hearing ETN going to be more of a passing downs guy to start the season, and then eventually take over. You know, early in the season, it could certainly happen. I mean, you know, they're not committed to James Robinson. There's no money tied to James Robinson. You know, he was good last year for a different regime. Uh, so if you're a James Robinson guy, that should be your fear is that Travis Etienne was a first round pick for a reason and is the more talented player and that will shine through. But I don't think they're going to get rid of Robinson completely. I think they're going to use him on rushing downs and then eventually Etienne will eat into that as the season goes along. So, um, it's, it's, it's a risk reward with Etienne. You know, if he, if he lives up to what he showed you at Clemson, you're going to be thrilled to take him in this spot. Uh, you guys think Etienne is more of what, like a round five player? Uh, I think you could take him in late round four. Nah, never mind. Round five is right. I would prefer him in round five in PPR. Actually, round six, a little closer to round six in, in non-PPR, but he's never going to get there. But he should go. Should he go ahead of Kareem Hunt, uh, Javante yep. Williams, Michael yep. Carter? Yep. All three. He should absolutely go ahead of the, the other rookies in PPR. You can make a, a stronger argument for Williams in non-PPR, but... I think, again, you're buying into what the Jaguars, you know, investment that they made and, and who he's competing with. You know, mm-hmm. as much as I love James Robinson and what he did last year, he was undrafted for a reason and he took advantage of a, of a pretty significant opportunity. Dave, any any more league winners in this round or, you, or shall we move on? Move on. Uh, Robert Woods is my favorite among the receivers. McLaurin is actually somebody I'm getting a little nervous about because I think that Fitzpatrick is starting to like throwing to Logan Thomas a little bit more too. I'm not saying that McLaurin's a bad player or anything like that. He's He's got amazing footwork. Um, but I think Fitzpatrick might end up spreading it a little bit more around than we're accustomed to seeing from him. He's got some pretty good weapons, and we haven't seen him yet with Curtis Samuel on the field. So embarrassment of riches in that passing game for Washington that they might not even necessarily need to lean on because their run game can be good, their defense will be good, positive game script, et cetera, et cetera. All right, Woods versus Lamb. Dave, you said it's Woods. Jamie, how about you? It's getting close. It really is getting close. Uh, I, I think Woods is in a little bit of a better spot because of his rushing, but they're back-to-back for me, 12 and 13 in my ranking. Yeah. Oh, man, you guys have really convinced me on Robert Woods. That plus the Cam Akers injury. Uh, <laughs> what's that? I coughed. Oh. And I said, mm-hmm. Yeah, you really convinced me. And I, look, it's so hard to take anything away from the Cowboys preseason games because – Dak hasn't played, but I mean, Michael Gallup is out there and he's nobody's distinguished themselves. Uh, they haven't played much, but I think I might go Woods over Lamb now. 
it just feels a little safer. Less upside, but safer. I don't know about less upside. I think Woods is locked into having a very, very good year. Yeah, Woods is good. There is less upside, though, because if Lamb hits, he's going to be a monster. Yeah, and it just you were talking about the best defense, maybe the best defense in football versus maybe one of the five worst. I, I don't think it. Right, and you I, saw I how much they'll throw the ball last year. <laughs> they yeah. have no shame in doing that. Even two years ago, Dak threw almost 40 times per game. So, you know, if he throws 40 times per game... I don't know if Lamb can get a 25% target Watch share, what happens nine in LA. per game. Watch what happens in LA the first time Daryl Henderson makes a big mistake. Yeah. That, then you'll yeah. see a team throw it 40 times a game. I don't... Okay. All right, let's go to round three. Around uh, round five. Sorry, it is interesting, five. though, that Lamb has passed Woods in ADP. Is that... Uh, yeah, they are back-to-back. Uh, yeah. Okay, round five after Daryl Henderson. Julio Jones, Mike Davis, Dak Prescott. Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews, Tom Brady, Miles Gaskin, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, and Kareem Hunt. This is round five in CBS ADP. Julio, Mike Davis, Dak Prescott, Thielen, Lockett, Pitts, Andrews, Brady, Gaskin, Godwin, DJ Moore, Kareem Hunt. You know what? Hearing those names makes me want to trade out of round four, get two picks in round five and another pick later on. I love a lot of names on this list. I already talked about Julio <laughs> Jones and that if he's right, he's, you're getting a round three type of player in round five. I think that that's outstanding. Uh, I think Lockett's got good upside again. He had 100 catches last year. Should be in line to have that type of workload again this year with the way that Seattle figures to throw the ball quickly. I loved watching Kyle Pitts in practice against the Dolphins. He was... Uh, getting open against man coverage easily. They were bracketing him at one point, which is a sign of massive respect. He was getting a ton of end zone targets from Matt Ryan. I think he's absolutely worth a pick in this round five range. Andrews I like better than Pitts because we've got a track record of him. I think he's great. Uh, Jamie will tell you all about Miles Gaskin. I'll agree with him on Gaskin. And DJ Moore right now, I bet his, I bet he sinks a little bit just because we haven't heard a lot of good things about him. But in a PPR league, I think he can rebound and be worth a late five slash early six round pick very easily. Okay, so you like this round, and <laughs> I do too. And I think I think there's good things about Mike Davis that I didn't really even think about until I went to that Falcons. But you know, we haven't seen the Falcons starters in a preseason game, so I feel like I got like a sneak preview of this offense. And there, there's a there. I think there's a really good chance that David ends up being more of a feature back for the Falcons than we might have initially believed. Do we not think he's going to be a feature back? There was talk that he'd split a little bit. And then when you when you think about Mike Davis last year, you know, we, he got off to such a great start with Carolina. And then after those first three games, he kind of, you saw his carries per game go down. You saw his targets go down. He's 28 years old, but he was, he was working almost exclusively. In fact, I, I can't guarantee, I can't guarantee that he took every first team rep in practice with the Falcons, but he took a hell of a lot of them, including the two-minute drill, and he's best suited at the goalie online compared to all their other guys that they have. So there's reasons to like him, too. Who isn't a league winner in this round, then? Thielen. Uh, Thielen. Jamie, I mean, do you kind of see it the same way? Uh, I don't think Julio's a league winner anymore uh, just because A.J. Brown, I think, would have to go away and they would have to dramatically change their offense. He's a great pick in round five, but I don't think he's a league winner in round five. Uh, the two, the two that stand out to me, I guess the three that stand out to me, uh, Lockett, because if he could, you know, carry the, the stretch of games where he's awesome to, you know, 10 plus 
performances like that, he's going to maybe shatter this ADP um, because you know what the highs are. Unfortunately, we know what the lows are. Uh, Miles Gaskin would be the other one. You know, if, if the the stretch of games that we saw last year and the preseason game against the Falcons backups is any indication that he could just be a, a total superstar, which is what I think we were hoping to see from him you know, before the Malcolm Brown fiasco in, in the first preseason game scared some people. <laughs> and then the other guy is Kareem Hunt because we we know what that offense is if Nick Chubb goes away. So if, if Nick Chubb gets hurt like we saw last year, missed four games, uh, if that happens for the season for whatever reason, nobody wants to see that. But Kareem Hunt is the biggest league winner in this round. By far, it's not close, but it has to be an injury-related concern. Is he the biggest league loser if Nick Chubb plays 15 games this year? I don't know if I'd call him a league loser, but he would certainly be overvalued in this round because he's not going to play to the same level. We saw it at the end of the season after Chubb came back. He was very disappointing and frustrating. He still got his touches, and that, as Adam has noted, he did very well in the beginning part of the season when they were blowing teams out, and they probably have an opportunity to blow a few teams out. It's a good defense. It's a great offensive line. It's going to be a very good team overall. So they'll have some fourth-quarter opportunities, I think, for Kareem Hunt, but you don't want to bank on that. That's what the risk is in taking him in this spot. 60th overall. And yeah, so just to clarify um, what I was saying about Kareem Hunt, first three games of the year before Nick Chubb's injury, they had one blowout win and one blowout loss. And he had a lot of his he had a lot of his touches in garbage time in both weeks one and three. And then, yeah, down the stretch after Chubb came back, Hunt really just wasn't very good and not someone that you could really I, I, I honestly think. If they use him similarly to the way they used him last year, I think he's one of the most overdrafted players at 60th overall. I've drafted him <laughs> once so far in probably, I don't know, 20 mock drafts and real drafts. And it was the flex league where we start two flex options. He was in round seven. Like it was just too hard to pass up at that point as the 30th running back off the board. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but that was just to me a value pick, not necessarily somebody that I was like, oh, I have to have Kareem Hunt. Now, again, if Nick Chubb misses any stretch of time, there is no doubt that Kareem Hunt, as he said last year, and I, I know I agree with him, he's top five at his position mm-hmm. if Nick Chubb isn't there. 32% of his PPR points last year came on touchdowns. You got you to hope that he scores a ton of touchdowns again. Well, it's also what he did in that four-game stretch. You know, when Nick Chubb was not there, he was amazing. Is that all it was for Chubb? I thought it was six games. No, it's four. Okay. Oh, okay. I probably four counted. Games, he had I, two with eighteen PPR points and two below ten PPR points. Yeah. Okay. So so so, I, so wait. Hold on. It was it was I'd really it was five. Good. It was really five games because the Dallas game. Week four is when Chubb got hurt. Yeah. So right, Chubb we played. Didn't know that until the game started. Chubb right. Chubb barely played in that game. Hunt had <laughs> eleven carries, seventy-one yards, and two touchdowns. So five games without Chubb. He had three monster games and two right. duds. I don't know if I'd call him a dud, but seven points and eight points in PPR. Disappointing. Those um, are duds. Yeah. Okay. Those are duds. All right. Uh, so that's round five. And we will get into round six <clears throat> in just a moment. But all right. So if you happen to break into my house at any point, you will probably hear music blasting on my Sonos Arc, and you will see one of my kids hanging on my shoulders, bouncing up and down. We're having the best time. And we have. A, and I tried it on my phone. We weren't in the, the uh, family room where the Sonos is the other day. And it just wasn't as fun. They weren't really as into the music. You got to have an awesome sound system if you want to entertain your kids. And that's why I have the Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. This is just incredible. I, I've already told you about some of the uh, features on the app, okay? You've got the speech enhancement mode, which when there's kind of like a loud part, 
uh, and you can't hear the character or the character's kind of a mumbler, it helps with that. Also, there's the uh, the night sound mode, which tones down the loud effects when others are at home and they're trying to work or they're trying to sleep. So if you got the kids upstairs and you don't want the speaker to wake them up, this really helps with that as well. But overall, look, you wouldn't know unless you heard it. I can tell you how good it is uh, all day, but you're going to have to go, just go to Sonos.com, S-O-N-O-S.com, or find someone who has it and get their recommendation. But I could not recommend this more strongly. Um, I've heard the outdoor speakers. I have the indoor speaker. And it's just a game changer. And like I said, I mean, I would love to tell you what it sounds like to watch football on it. I haven't really, I've been a little bit of preseason, but I haven't really been able to sit down, turn the volume up and immerse myself in a game and just enjoy the sounds and the crunches and all those things. But I can tell you baseball is a lot more fun. The atmosphere sounds better. The crack of the bat sounds crisper. So I absolutely love the Sonos. I, I Again, I really could not recommend it more strongly. Please get yourself a Sonos Arc. Go to Sonos.com. To learn more, sonos.com, sonos.com. Moving on in average draft position, and we go into round six. Brandon Ayuk, excuse me, Chase Edmonds, TJ Hawkinson, Jamar Chase, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson. Man, like, I never see... Juju ahead of Deontay. I never see Godwin go 58th, and I never see Johnson go 66th, so this would be great if it holds up. I'll start over. Ayuk, Edmonds, Hawkinson, Chase, Juju, Deontay, Mostert, Tannehill, Javante Williams, T. Higgins, Chase Claypool, and James Robinson. We have got two Bengals receivers, three Steelers receivers, Ayuk, Edmonds, Mostert, Tannehill, Javante Williams, and James Robinson. Jamie, your thoughts? Any league winners here? I mean, if Ayuk does what he did at the end of last season when Kittle was banged up and Samuel was banged up, then absolutely. But those things probably have to happen for him to play at that level. If two of the Steelers go away, the third one <laughs> would be awesome and a league winner. If two of the Bengals receivers go away, then one would be a potential league winner. But I mean, this, these are all, and I know you hate this, Adam, but these are all injury you know, situations where one guy I think can, can stand out above the rest. Hawkinson is, is a great pick here in this range because you're getting him after the other two tight ends. So if you don't necessarily have a favorite out of Andrews, Pitts, and Hawkinson, and you get Hawkinson around later, <laughs> then that's fantastic. Um, but, you know, Williams needs Melvin Gordon to go bye-bye. Edmonds probably needs James Conner to go bye-bye. You know, Robinson for sure needs Travis Etienne and maybe Carlos Hyde to go bye-bye. You know, so he, to me, is the most overvalued player in this round. But the rest of them, I think, are fine picks. Deontay Johnson won me over in the preseason game against the Lions. Uh, that big catch he had down the field where Roethlisberger threw kind of a helium balloon his way, that was against Jeff Okuda, and he ran right past him. Um, when I went back and watched the coach's film, Juju was getting open, but Deontay was getting really open, and I I, I can't help myself. I that think was also a playful not on the field. What's up? Yeah, Claypool, Claypool not on the, on the field. field, right? They were still using a ton of three receiver sets. Not everything was with two tight ends, and when they did go to two tight ends, Ebron was usually one of them, and he was running downfield. But Ebron was kind of getting open too, which kind of like scared me a little bit. I thought I was seeing things. You're surprised that people are getting open on the Lions backups. Okuda's not a backup. He's a starter. He's the only he's one. Yeah, he was like backup. the only one. Uh, might have been. Might have been. Or at least um, one of the only ones. Look, it, it was encouraging to see. <laughs> I think Johnson could be a. But that's the problem, though, is that they're all so good. It is. So, yeah, so hold, so, so hold on. Let me, let me the other thing ask I generally. Saw. Let me ask generally. 
Okay. With with these wide receivers, uh, Ayuk, Chase, Juju, Deontay, and T. Higgins. Is that it? And Claypool. And Claypool. Do you really not see a path to them being a league winner without an injury? Yeah, Ayuk maybe. If Trey Lance is like just amazing, I can see it for Johnson. Johnson kind of was there last I, year. I could see, I could see it for Higgins because, especially with Jamar Chase, I could see it for both Higgins and Chase. To be honest with can, you, like, can I just say one thing about yeah. Chase? He had a terrible game. He played nine snaps. He ran seven routes. He had three drops and no catches. Two years ago, when he was playing with Joe Burrow at LSU with a crowded receiving core, by the way, he had five drops on 121 targets. It's not the drops. It's everything that's going along with his offseason, though. He's getting open. He's going to be okay. Then why would the coaching staff indicate to a very polished reporter that covers the team that he may not be on the field to open the season? There's clearly something he's doing wrong. There's clearly something that he's doing wrong. That's going to be a problem. Yeah, I'm... I don't think that lasts. And you said to yourself, Jamie, how can you take a first-round receiver and bench him for Auden, Auden Tate? I it would be I dumb, think, beyond stretch exactly. of dumb. So why would it they would do would be that? absolutely ludicrous and stupid for them to do that. But clearly there's something that is not clicking right now. It right may now. be Burrow not being 100%. It may be him still working back his legs after the extended off uh, absence. It could be him adjusting to the NFL. All these things are factoring in. But I do think that it's just worth noting when you have – two other very talented receivers on the field that the quarterback also has played with. Like, I think we're overblowing too much of the fact that Burrow spent a year with uh, Jamar Chase in, in, in his amazing season. It was fantastic. The reason he had an amazing season was because of Chase. He also spent a year plus with these guys too. And so, you know, it, it, that those things matter. So yeah, I, I don't think that there's a clear path to really any of these guys being league winners, as long as everybody else is healthy. Like, I think Johnson could be a little bit better than what he was a year ago if Ben is better because I think he is the best receiver, you know, based on opportunity and and, and what his role is going to be. But I don't think he's going to be somebody that is a top 10 fantasy receiver if Juju and Claypool are healthy because you saw what the targets were last year with those guys too. So I just got to say that when you think about what a league winner is, and let's just think about some of the guys who were league winners last year. Don't necessarily, especially at this point in the draft, don't think about it from week one through week 17 or 18. Think about who could help Jefferson you win. Jefferson, David Montgomery, Jonathan yes. Taylor. Right. It makes me like Chase even more. It makes me like all of these guys. I mean, I think this is a great round. Because you look, I know the receiver. This is why receiver really pisses me off this year. <laughs> it's like we've taken too many great receivers and put them on too few teams. And it just, NFL teams, it just bothers me. But... You can't deny what T. Higgins did last year, what Brandon Ayuk did last year. The, the fact that they did what they did as rookies suggests that they have elite upside as NFL players. Uh, so it could happen, and you know this is you want a you want a piece of this, even if it's not going to happen right away. And you said that Chase Edmond needs James Conner to go bye bye. Well, yeah. James Conner is quite injury prone, and at this point in his career, like we don't really know how much he has left. So I, I don't think it's unrealistic that Edmonds in the second half of the year is not a not like a, a twenty touch guy, but he's a four catch guy and a twelve thirteen carry guy or something like that. So I see a ton of of league winning upside in this in this round because you know what you look at this round, it's a lot of good offenses too, and then Javante Williams is showing. I think he's showing a lot. Now, granted, it's against backups, Agreed. but. He, he is doing what he's supposed to do, and that is running people over, breaking tackles. They traded up to get him. We know a lot of people thought that he was the best running back in this class. 
Javante Williams is a guy who could have a six-game stretch at the end of the year that wins you your league, and we're talking about him as maybe a second-round pick next year. Um, so I don't know. I don't really know what my general point is, but I like this. I like this draft. I like this round a lot. I just think there's a ton of talent in this round. Do you uh, like it better than the time. previous round? The running back because it's later. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's a huge difference between the previous round. Let's look. Let's again remind people of the previous round because that you don't have as much competition for targets with those wide receivers, right? You have Lockett, and I'm just looking on our uh, Julio which, was in there. Thielen <laughs> was in there. Lockett. Godwin, DJ Moore. Yeah, right. So you still it's starting to get into that range, but but I like I don't. It wouldn't surprise me at all if three of the wide receivers in round six finished ahead of three of the wide receivers in round five. You know, you tell me that T. Higgins was better than DJ Moore. Who's who's going to be surprised by that? So you know what I'm going to try and do? I'm going to try and trade my fourth and seventh round picks for a fifth and a sixth round pick. Yeah, and I can skip the question marks in round. <laughs> and four. the guy with two fourths get two players that you want. Yeah. Yeah, but five and six, five and six are still really That's good rounds. That's where I want right? to be. Right. I want to get those players, or I'll reach a little bit in round four if I can't trade the pick. Yeah. Uh, think... Demar Chase apparently had a big play in practice today. So. <laughs> yeah. I, but but <laughs> I think okay. My my general point though, since I went on a little bit of a ramble, is that when you're drafting, it's tempting to think about your week one lineup, but just remember you're playing the long game here, and the fact that it's a 17 game season now. 18, fan, 18 weeks, 17 fantasy weeks, actually helps a little bit. You know, buy yourself a little bit of time to take a guy who's got a little bit of upside, but it might take a few weeks or even more to see it happen. You will find, as we go through these lists, that there are players who you can draft later that can be useful in week one, and right. then you might be cutting them by week four. Okay, so let's uh, probably go a little faster so we can hit a lot of rounds. We are now into, uh, what, round seven? <laughs> Don't, I'm getting confused. Round seven. Kenny Galladay, Leonard Fournette, <clears throat> DJ oh, Chark. Boy. I will stop coughing before the start of the regular season. I'm, I feel like I will not have a month and a half long cold. I'm sorry. Galladay, Fournette, DJ Chark, Cortland Sutton, uh, Michael Thomas. I'd say league winner there. Yes. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> but his ADP is still going down. I don't know where Thomas is going to end up. He's 77th overall. Melvin Gordon, Damian Harris, Matthew Stafford, Beckham, Michael Carter, Noah Fant, and Jerry Judy. Uh, again, one name I love. We went from the Steelers round to the Broncos round. Yeah, right. Galladay, Fournette, Chark, Sutton, Michael Thomas, Melvin Gordon, Harris, Damon Harris, Stafford, Beckham, Carter, Fant, Judy. So on, on the live show at noon, I talked about how Jerry Judy has the potential to finish as a top 24 receiver and you don't have to draft him as such. After the show, I went and I watched the Broncos game. He's amazing. Oh, and you know what? Bridgewater <laughs> has eyes for him. I, Bridgewater definitely showed a lot of check down material in the game against Seattle. But Judy was busting up the starting cornerbacks for the Seattle Seahawks in that preseason game. And he's going to bust up everybody. And if I'm getting him in round seven, I think I'm committing grand larceny. Absolutely my favorite player in this round that I'm happy to take round six, maybe even late round five. I might get to that point because I love him so much. Uh, I thought Drew Locke didn't look as good. I bet Bridgewater's the starter, and I think he'll be good for Jerry Judy. He's my favorite in this round. And he's the last pick of the round, too. Uh, now, just to note, though, Cortland Sutton hasn't played. I don't care. Yeah. You could see that catch, that catch and run, the explosiveness that that, that guy has is uh, it's fun to watch. He's <laughs> had big plays each of the last two preseason games. He looks 
better than he did last year. And he was getting open a lot last year, but 58% of the throws his way were not catchable. And then some of them were catchable and he dropped them. And I just don't think that's who he is. Just like I don't think Jamar Chase is a guy that's going to drop every target that goes his way. Okay, Jamie, what what was the league? Oh, the June Magazine League. I feel like I have Jerry Judy on that league. In that league, I'm going to check. You're probably going to win. Because if I do, I'm going to kick all your asses. Because I have Daryl Henderson. <laughs> uh, no, damn it, I don't have him. Uh, what a bummer. But I have Javante right. Williams. Uh, let's see, Judy, George Maselli. Stinking George. Okay, Jamie, what do what you think about round seven? Did you find any other league winners? Thomas is the easiest one here, and he might be the best one of the last two rounds, you know, if he's right, because that's the perfect scenario of what you brought up, Adam. What happens by the end of the season? Because if he's back, you know, from week six on after their bye week um, and he's Michael Thomas, then you're not finding a player like that this late. He's, you know, first-round talent, certainly with the right quarterback situation. And as we saw, you know, he was a second-round pick before the injury. Uh, I like Damian Harris a lot. You know, it's crowded backfield, uh, better in non-PPR and and probably half than full PPR, clearly, because he's not going to be involved in the passing game. But, you know, I mean, you see what this Patriots offense is going to be. They're going to be a run-first team. Um, he's going to lose receptions to James White. He's going to lose some goal-line opportunities to Cam Newton. But, you know, he was their guy last year when he was healthy. I think he's going to be their guy this year. I, I don't know what they're going to do with their backfield because they have a very talented group. You know, Sonny Michelle looks... As good as he ever has, Ramondre Stevenson looks like a star. J.J. Taylor looks good, you know, so they have just a lot of guys, and, and you know, I'm sure they're probably making phone calls trying to see if they could trade one of them, um, if not having to, you know, cut or, you know, they'll stash Stevenson on the practice squad if they can. Um, they're not going to be able to. But uh, it's it's just a talented group, but it's it's a good, very good offensive line, and, uh, you know, Harris has, has been their lead guy through the first two preseason games, so uh, I really like the setup for him a lot. Mm. I like Michael Carter. I, I, we're, we're disenchanted because he didn't play with the starters in the second preseason game. He started the game in the first preseason game. I think he's the best overall running back that the Jets have. He even had a couple of good pass protection reps, which he was he was a total liability in college. <laughs> but he had two tries at it against the Packers, and he good did fine on both of them. And he's one of those players who I think cream rises to the top, and eventually he'll be the lead back for the Jets. It might not happen in week one. But he's he fits right in with the whole narrative of he might not help you right away, but later on down the line he will. Boy, you know you drafted in June when you have David Johnson, Latavius Murray, and Amari Rogers on your bench, huh? Yeah, you're gonna win that league. <laughs> <laughs> Rogers did not look good. I, it's still it's actually this might be my favorite team. Okay, back to uh, round eight. I'll tell you all about it when I win the league. The Rams DST. Oh, there's the league winner. Yeah. Right Let's Tra- go. Hey, you never know. Trey Sermon. James Conner, Tyler Boyd, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts, Robbie Anderson, Devontae Smith, the Bucks DST, Debo Samuel, Tyler Higby, and Brandon Cooks. We've got two DSTs, the Rams and the Bucks. We've got Trey Sermon, James Conner, Tyler Boyd, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts, Robbie Anderson, Devontae Smith, Debo Samuel, and Tyler Higby, and Brandon Cooks. I was going to poop all over this round, but there are some names in here that are interesting to me. Just the league uh, winners, though, because like Boyd's really solid. I don't know if he's a league right. winner. Right. So, but you're also in round eight, Adam. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to find a league winner in round eight. I think in PPR, Tyler Boyd can be a little bit better than just solid. And I think Robbie could be too. So there, there are players who I think you could reliably start all season long. Smith, if he were healthy, would be one of those guys. 
and Trey Sermon, we, we really haven't seen a rookie running back do great with Kyle Shannon, certainly not in San Francisco and not since Alfred Morris in 2012. But he he runs hard. He can catch the football. He's he's a good fit for that offense compared to the other running backs that they have. He can offer them something a little bit different. And it wouldn't surprise me if they did let him specialize on short yardage goal line to begin the year. If Mostert gets hurt and if Chase Edmonds gets hurt or fails in that role, the two running backs could be really good. Mm-hmm. Does anybody think Devontae Smith could be a league winner? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Jalen Hurts is, is looking better as a passer. And, you know, he's going to be the lead receiver there. I mean, Jalen Rager is not even part of the, the two-receiver set at this point. Um, he's playing more in three-receiver sets and, and returning kicks. So he looks like a bust. Um, Quez Watkins, you know, is more of a, a, a deep threat speed guy. So, you know, if Smith can be the focal point as he was, you know, maybe to the extent in Alabama, then he's in a great situation. Um, <clears throat> Brandon Cooks is, is clearly a league winner if the quarterback situation gets straightened out there, if, if Deshaun Watson's able to play. So, you know, he's, we said this time and time again, that where he's falling in, in drafts, if something changes, it's getting harder to expect something to change at this point. But um, if Watson does play, or if there's a trade or something happens that, the, you know, it's an upgrade over Tyrod or Davis Mills, then Brandon Cooks is just going to be fantastic. Adam, the league winner in this round might be Jalen Hurts. Yeah, right. I mean, who, well, the who quarterbacks struggled. are obviously the easy ones. In he, every he, right, but like this is one that's realistic for our drafts too. Like I wouldn't yeah. bat an eyelash if Jalen Hurts went in round eight in one of our leagues, Jamie. I would do it, of course. If we saw quarterbacks going in round three that we wouldn't take till round five. This is one that feels more realistic for us. It might not be realistic in you know everybody's home leagues, but he he seems to be throwing the ball better. We know the offensive line is going to be better. I hope, fingers crossed, that Devontae Smith can be good in this offense and be on the field for him. But he's got lots of rushing upside. If he's passing with more efficiency, then he's got a chance to finish as like a top five fantasy quarterback. And we've also seen a kind of a break in the quarterback ADP. You got Mahomes 10th, Allen 17th, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, all going between picks 30 and 40. You got Wilson and Prescott and Brady at 47, 51, and 56, respectively. Tannehill at 68. And then you go uh, Stafford, 80, Hertz, 90. So at this point, the quarterback drafting has slowed down a little bit. And to see Hertz as, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I think he's QB 12. Burroughs, 13. Lawrence is 14. Or did I, I might have counted that wrong. Uh, Mahomes, Allen, Jackson, Murray, Rogers, Herbert, Wilson, Dak, Brady, Tannehill, Stafford. Yeah, QB 12 is Hertz, 13, Burrow, 14, Lawrence. Um, <clears throat> that's your ADP. Okay, let's go to our next round. I think we are at 97 overall. We are into round nine. <clears throat> and we have Joe Burrow, Antonio Brown, Robert Tunyon, Ronald Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry, Logan Thomas, Jared Cook, and Kenyon Drake. We might be kind of running low on league winners, people, but we'll see. Burrow, Antonio Brown, Tunyon, Ronald Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Fuller, Landry, Logan Thomas, Jared Cook, Kenyon Drake. That's round nine. So obviously, if, if we, we left out the player. What's up, Jim? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I did. Uh, Steelers and Jalen Waddle. There's the league winner. Waddle? Yeah. He he's one of them in this round for sure. Loved watching him 
practice against the Falcons. He was getting open on the regular. They're going to use him in the slot. There's been one play from each Dolphins preseason game where he's gotten wide ass open in the middle of the field and Tua's just missed him. Didn't see him. Uh, one time it was a <laughs> check down to Malcolm Brown. It made me cry. I, I think that that can get fixed. And if it does, then you're, you're going to see this guy make plays every single week. We know that Will Fuller isn't at 100%. Devontae Parker is good. He's not great. Uh, I, I agree with you, Jamie. I think that he's one of the league winners in this round. You could make the, well, if guys get hurt, then he'll be great argument for Antonio Brown. Mike Evans goes down with an injury. For example, he played through four injuries last year. AB could really step up. We saw it in week 17 last year. He had 15 targets, 11 catches, 3,000 yards, and 14 touchdowns <laughs> just in that game. Um, Logan Thomas has become my tight end seven. I'm locking him in. He's my seventh favorite tight end. So after the first six are off the board, Thomas is who I want next. Willing to take him in early round eight. This is, what are we talking, round nine, round ten? Late round nine here, and he's actually one of the biggest risers. He's up 21 spots. Yeah, I'm glad to see it happening. It's a smart move. Uh, he's going to see a lot of single coverage because <laughs> McLaurin's on the other side. And I think Fitzpatrick likes throwing to him. I said that earlier when we were talking about McLaurin. I think he's easily going to be uh, not quite as good as he was last year, but very, very good nonetheless. That's Logan Thomas. All right, moving on, Jamie, or anything else? No. Okay, That's round right. 10. David Johnson, Zach Moss, Marvin Jones, Harrison Butker, Irv Smith, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Mike Gesicki, LaVisca Chenault, football team, Ravens, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon. And uh, again, it's David Johnson, Zach Moss, Marvin Jones, Butker, Irv Smith, T.Y. Hilton, Mike Gesicki, LaVisca Chenault, Washington football team, Ravens, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon. Well, Dylan, you know what the answer is. I mean, it's Dylan. Oh, he looked so good. And Aaron Jones injury and, and AJ Dylan's going to be a monster. I, I bet he takes over that Jamal Williams role. So that's <laughs> nine, 10 touches per game. Yeah, but I think it's different though, because he's not going to be the pass catcher there. That'll I think he could. I think he could. We, we saw him catch a couple passes in that preseason game against the Jets and he looked natural. And there, there were two plays where it took three Jets defenders to bring him down. And another play where it only took two, only two. Jets defenders to take him down. I'm taking him in every draft I can. AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. And yeah, the Jags guys here, they're they're certainly intriguing. You know, if Chark misses any time in the regular season, he's already hurt now. So mm -hmm. uh I I think it's kind of cool that Marvin Jones going ahead of Chenault for two reasons. I think people buying into Jones as as a riser, but it, it allows you to get Chenault later if you like Chenault more than like I do. So yep. Um, <clears throat> both guys Jones have has the rhythm with Lawrence, by the way. They're, and they're then Jamal Williams, if something happens to DeAndre Swift, you know, he's already battling the groin injury. Yeah, Irv Smith's in this round, and Kosicki's in this round. I, you know, I've made the point that the number three option on the on the Vikings has just not been something you want on fantasy. It's he's scoring 10 touchdowns this year. Yeah, the other thing is I, I can't sit here and say something that I have said, which is I think Adam Thielen, of all the players drafted in the top 60, other than maybe a couple of running backs who could lose their jobs, I think Adam Thielen might have the most bottom out potential. He's just he's just done. I don't think you can say that and, and not acknowledge big upside for Irv Smith because that would probably, presumably, that would help Smith quite a bit. They love would you. Would you draft David Johnson, Jamie? Would I draft David Johnson? No, I, I don't think I've drafted David Johnson once. Yeah, in a fifteen round draft, <clears throat> I, I think his best path <laughs> to getting back on the fantasy radar is to get off of Houston's roster. Yeah, of course. They cut him, and he signed somewhere else. All right, guys. Uh, the rest of the draft board's yours. 
Do you see any other league winners after round 10 that don't need an injury to reach their potential? I mean, we've got interesting... Nicole Hardman. Yeah, Hardman, Marquise Brown. You got rookie wide receivers all over the place. You got Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Yep, Fields and Lance. I don't know about... I mean, can we call it Jacoby Myers a league winner? That would be... I think he could uh, in PPR. If Mac Jones comes in and they open up the offense a little more, not with Cam at quarterback, I don't think they're going to throw the ball enough. Cam threw twenty percent of his throws over the course of the season to Jacoby Myers, and then the last yeah, but they're just not going to have enough volume passing that he's going to be a league winner. He's going to be very good. In the last eleven weeks, the the target share was thirty two percent. So even if he throws it twenty four times, that's still eight targets a game for Jacoby Myers. That's okay with yes for a guy that's. Never scored a touchdown in the NFL yet. He's going to have to do a lot to be a league winner. He's going I love to him. I think back. he's fantastic. He's he's great, great number three receiver, but a league winner, no, not not unless something dramatically changes. Yeah, um, Corey Davis um, is. Uh, I don't Corey know how Davis. much longer he'll be back here. Maybe, maybe, definitely a good value when you're talking about 144th. I, Henry Ruggs. You guys think he has uh, that upside? Ruggs. He definitely has that upside. I feel like I need to see it first. Where's he going, Rugs? Round What's 13, 14, yeah, something like that. Yeah, totally okay taking him there. Oh, man. Totally he, fine. Michael Pittman? Pittman's good. Mooney's good. Mooney's right. Gallup, you know, I know you don't want to say injury, but, you know, Mari Cooper's already coming back from an injury. I, I, Gallup, to me, even without an injury, I don't see why he couldn't have as much of an impact as Jacoby Myers. Just be a... Number three receiver, kind of don't take he may get more targets. Lineup. Yeah. Uh, who would you rather have, Myers or Gallup? Myers, but I mean, it wouldn't be shocking if the Cowboys throw like they did last year that he has more targets. You know, again, we're, we're Myers was great last year. He was great in the preseason game. By all accounts, he's having a fantastic offseason, but the tight ends haven't been healthy. So, you know, once John Smith and, and Hunter Henry get on the field, we'll see if the target share is still the same. Because what he did last year was nothing was around him. Hey, join our Facebook group. I should have told you earlier, but join our Facebook group because <laughs> we uh, are going to have a fantasy football Facebook league. And if you want to join the league, comment your, you know what? I'm going to, you know what? Schrager, I'm going to read this on the next podcast, okay? When more people are, you know, maybe people have tuned out by now, so we're at the end. But our Facebook group is uh, fantasy football is facebook.com slash groups slash fantasy football today. Facebook.com slash groups slash fantasy football today. There is a link in the episode description. But we have a we have a league and I'll tell you more about it on tomorrow's show. <laughs> we have Eric Cartman in our league, apparently. So that's that's always good. Uh, thanks to Dave and Jamie. Good stuff today. League winners in every round. Hopefully this was helpful for you. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the most polarizing players in fantasy.